Welcome to the Meditation Ward. My name is Nadia Ward. I'm really excited to bring you this podcast where I talk to interesting people who also happen to be meditators. We talk about their stories, the way they got into meditation, and any tips or tools they'd like to share with you. Each week, there's a second episode, a guided meditation that we hope you'll enjoy. If you would like to start your own meditation practice, we would love you to check out our course, Exploring Meditation, a seven-week course designed by me, Nadia. Each week, you learn new tips and tools and how to create your own personal meditation practice that works for you. Follow us at The Meditation Ward on Instagram or go to the website, themeditationward.com. Sign up for our emails and check out our courses. And now, on to the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Meditation Ward. I am Nadia and my friend Futch is on the episode today. I know him as Futch and his actual name is Garth Futcher and he has been a music producer for almost 35 years. He's been teaching audio engineering and music production for 29 of those years, and he lives in Vancouver. He's the founder of an online school called Levels. He's a certified Ableton Live trainer and a meditation coach. Oh, yeah. Just a couple of things that keep you busy. It does. It does that. When you say that, I mean, I mean, I know all that stuff, but when I hear that back, it just it makes me sound so old and I am so old, but look at me. I look so young and full of life still. I still have something to give. Yeah. I actually um, felt the same thing when I read it. How does like he does not look that old? It's because I went right from high school into my vocation. Like I was, I was 17 when I went to recording school and I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I just followed all my friends to recording school and then I was just like this is amazing and I just fell in love with with music production like that like just right away right out of high school and I've been doing it ever since so yeah. so that now you, it's like that makes you um, less old than I than I thought right right <laughs> because I it's not like I it's not like I went to university for eight years or whatever and then got into music production right it's yeah. just like that's that's all I've really ever done were you a musician before you got into music production uh, I use the term musician in quotations or very lightly. I mean, I was in like a a high school punk slash metal band, and that's actually where we did our first recording. So we recorded on a friend's four track. And I remember he, it was like a four track cassette, like you can record on four tracks of the cassette. So it was like a sort of professional version of, of a cassette. And he recorded uh, a guitar solo and then flip the cassette over so the guitar solo played backwards and I was like this is amazing and then I recorded a demo in my high school music composition class our our instructor recorded my band's demo so I sort of saw people recording bands so that was kind of imprinted on my mind and then I just I all my friends were going to recording school and I was like oh okay that sounds that sounds interesting because I've I've seen that before yeah. So it's just sort of like complete fluke. Tell me about your, um, what you do production wise, uh, what all that stuff means in Nadia terms. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do is explain what music production is, you know, to people that don't know anything about music production. So music production is taking the idea that's 
in your head, the song idea that's in your head. By the way, if anybody's ever told you, you can't sing, or you've told yourself, I'm not a musician, I'm not a songwriter, that's not true. Every, anybody can do this. Nobody is more talented than anybody else. Maybe some people are, but it's just, it's just they put work into it and just get better and better and better. So if anybody's ever told you anything like that, it's totally untrue and you can get into music production right now. So music production is taking that song idea that's in your head, whether it's a, a lyrical idea or a melody idea or a rhythm idea. Those are sort of the three uh, elements of a song is, is uh, melody, uh, lyrics and rhythm so rhythm is the beat the pulse the thing that makes you move the lyrics are the the words that that get across of course that the only way that's going to be a problem is if you don't speak that particular language that's where melody comes in because everybody speaks melody and melody is a catchy succession of musical notes usually looped in a pattern that gets stuck in your head so that's the melody from uh, MGMT, uh, the, the band called MGMT song called Kids. So once you hear a great melody once, like an Avicii song or, uh, you know, whatever song, Taylor Swift song, usually hear it once and it just gets stuck in your head for a week, right? That's a great melody. Taylor so, Swift is really good at repetition. <laughs> Absolutely. All, yeah. all the best pop artists are great at repetition because that's what gets it stuck in your head, right? If you think of when you learn something, like when I learn something, if you tell me something that I'm really interested in once, or if I read it in a book once or an or, well, audio book once, because I'm not much of a reader, if I hear it in an audio book once, or I hear a concept once, I go, that's cool. I want to remember that, but I don't. Then I hear it the second time and I go, okay, now I can kind of map out the three most important things about that thing in my head. And then once I hear it the third time, I actually start implementing it into my life if I want yeah. to. So same thing with a song. You hear the, the repetition once, then you hear the repetition again, then you hear the repetition again. And then later on, you're not even listening to the song and it's still looping in your head. Honestly, music production and songwriting, it's mind control. It's mind control used for good essentially right because it just it's these notes that get stuck in your head and you can't forget them it's a very powerful concept and so pop songwriters and pop producers know that so they use verbal things and, and melodic things and rhythmic things that that are tried and true that they know people are going to latch on to and that way you will accept their message more yeah yeah and that's, do you think that's more for like radio and use? Because there's a lot of yes. singer songwriters that, you know, it's more about the story or the emotion. Yes. Of course, all, all of my reference points are for pop music. So I think about and teach pop music because everybody's heard it. Everybody can relate to it. And then you can extrapolate what you need from that to make the kind of music that you want to of course swedish death metal isn't going to follow the same rules as taylor swift of course ambient lo-fi music isn't going to uh, follow the same rules as kanye west but at least you'll know how the how the pros do it and uh you know I, of course i i like different types of music too but i'm fascinated by pop music because you know there's just this checklist of things you need and if you don't do one of them 
you're basically cutting off like 80% of the population. You know, you think of like lyrical content, most songs, this isn't my quote, but somebody said this and it's amazing. Most songs are about, I want you, I don't want you, you, you want me, you don't want me or politics. That's what most songs are about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luke Combs. He's my favorite. His song doing this. It's like just about if I wasn't doing this, I'd still be doing this. Whether it's like the Grand Ole Opry or like a show in some no name town with a tip jar. And um, I feel like I feel really lucky that I get to do that in my life. And it sounds like that you do as well. Like if you weren't yeah. getting paid to be doing this, you'd probably still be finding a way to be doing um, this. Absolutely. In a lot of ways, I'm still not getting paid to do most of the stuff I do, um, but I, I still do it uh, like an idiot. Yeah, it's too, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too deep into it. I mean, so yeah, so, you know, there's a lot more to life than money. Obviously, I don't need to tell you that. And, uh, you know, music gives you a lot of the stuff that that is rewarding that doesn't have to do uh, with money, like peace of mind, laughter, uh, connection with people, um, feel, feeling like you have like a vocation instead of a job, um, a great hobby, uh, being creative, like a creative outlet. Like I realize that I have all these things and a lot of people don't or, you know, haven't experienced that. That's why I want to get normies into music production i want to pull people out of their nine to five and go here take my free course and like learn music production in 90 minutes it's like i don't know anything about music it's like this course is perfect for you like i designed it for you like just it's all free just start hammering out notes because when you do that i've seen people i've seen people go from i don't know about this to like 10 minutes later they're like (laughs) you know looking at this crappy little song they just made in four minutes and you can just see the wheels turning in their head going i i think i want to make music for the rest of my life i love that like that's so great so your course levels is a free course or so my company's called levels music production and i've got a free ableton live course called start experience ableton live and then i'm building I've done an iteration of this, but I'm building my signature course is called Music Production Ninja. And it's basically the tagline I'm working on right now is um, learn everything I've learned about music production in 35 years in 35 hours. Basically, that's what I'm trying to do is make it really quick to digest, but be a complete like everything you basically need to know about music production from songwriting to audio engineering to recording, vocal production, beat making, just everything about it. Wow. That's really cool. It's Uh, my obsession. (laughs) Will you let people know where to find your um, free course to start so they can get into it? Definitely. Um, We can put a link below maybe. Yeah. Yeah, um, If you just go, if you just go to musicproduction.ninja, everything's there. Really proud of that domain name. Yeah. So how did meditation come into this? Did it come in before, after, during? What brought you into meditation space? Yeah, way later. I I didn't get into meditation until about like, I guess, two and a half, maybe it's two and a half, like almost three years now is, um, 
you know, I, I, I kind of, I've kind of been thinking about it, thinking that I wanted to do it. I don't know if I'd done it a few times. I don't think I had. Um, and I was kind of like, you know, moving into the, the space of thinking about sacred geometry and chakras. So, you know, like, like that stuff. So it's all in the same neighborhood, right? So once you're, once you're on that type of Google search or YouTube search, then it sort of leads you down that path. So yeah, kind of like I, a melody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very, you start very nice it a, see it a couple yeah. of different times and then it starts Absolutely. planting a seed starts in your head and looping around in your head. That's exactly right. Um, so I was on YouTube, I think, and I must have been searching meditation and I found I found Suraflow and just watched a couple of her videos and just listening to how she spoke, just the cadence of her voice, like how calm and professional and zen it sounded. I was like, this is great. And and I had heard before that to start meditating for eight minutes a day. And that seemed like something that was doable for me because a lot of people, as I'm sure you know, when you when you say you're into meditation or you you coach meditation, people say, I can say it with them. I usually just say it with them. Oh, I can't meditate. My mind, my mind is too crazy. It's like, yeah, that's, that's why I meditate. Mine (laughs) too. That's the point. (laughs) That's the whole point of it. Right. And it's like, I wouldn't be good at it. My mind just wanders. It's like mine too. Still. This is so much like music production. Everything's like music production. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I'm teaching music production, I go, Am I talking about music production or life right now? Like it's also yeah, connected. Because you're talking about like how vocally or um, um, musically, like if you play an instrument, like you say, I can't do that, but it's about practice and Absolutely. Like taking the time yeah. to do it. And that's exactly what yeah, meditation just, is like. You got to practice. Just doing it. That's exactly right. Like you just have to sit down and do it. And, and another thing I heard, I think this is before, sir, this is back when I heard about the eight minute, just do eight minutes a day, is I heard somebody say, you don't get good at meditation. You don't have a good session. You don't say, oh, that was a good meditation I just did. There's no judgment at all. You just do it. You just, it. the act is the reward of itself. There's You're not trying to be competitive with it. You don't go, oh, today's meditation I had was better than the meditation I had yesterday whoever said this was like, that's nonsense. It has nothing to do with that. And I was like, wow, what an interesting thing because, you know, our society is so merit based, so hierarchy based. So, so goals based, like we're always feeling bad because we didn't do the 18 things on our checklist today. And meditation's like, just forget all that and just relax for eight minutes. And then that's it. And there's no judgment about it. And I was like, that's what a cool concept. So I started meditating eight minutes a day. Then I found Suraflow. Then it said, uh, take my meditation coach course. And I was like, that sounds interesting. And then I took the intro to meditation course. I loved it. And it was very much a, a preview of what you'd get in Liberate. And then I made Liberate my 10-year goal. And just like the 10-year goal I had before in 2019 of becoming an Ableton certified trainer, by the end of 2019, I was an Ableton certified trainer. And then same thing happened with Suraflow. By the end of me saying that, I was in Liberate and on my way to becoming a, 
a certified meditation coach by the end of the year. So that's, that seems to be a pattern with me. When I make a 10 year plan, it's completed within one year. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah so that, what, oh, I'm curious what got you into sacred geometry. Cause that sounds like mm-hmm. it was the catalyst to get you into the rest of it. What is it about that, that you um, yeah, maybe. spoke to you? It just looks cool. I mean, look at it. it maybe it was like, I think I probably first saw it in crop circles and I was like, how, how, how is that? Like, how is that even a thing? Like just pictures of crop circles that I saw, like in Google images or whatever. Right. You know, those things. It's a random thing to be looking at. Well, they just appear in like people's, you know, farmers, uh, fields and, and people are like, this is a hoax, or this is, this is a message from the aliens. And it's like, okay, first of all, if it's a hoax, whoever did that, unbelievable. Like, where is that hoaxer? Because they should be like a really famous artist, if that's the case. And if it's not a hoax, if it is coming from the aliens, it doesn't, who cares where it's coming from? It's amazing. The patterns are amazing. And... I think it's um it, it's also very math based right like it's 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 geometry it's 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 numbers, and so what again we're getting back to music so what what I found in music is, um when when you look at beat divisions when you look at rhythms, um and polyrhythms, and 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 note divisions you can divide the notes by four of course so each bar has four beats one two three four four bars is 16 beats um you bring in three four time and then 12 becomes a possibility so basically the number is one two three four six 12 16 24 all those numbers kind of make sense rhythmically in music so you know, when I saw that in sacred geometry, when I figured that out, beat making and music or working with MIDI and music, I was like, why didn't they explain this to us in school in math? Like, I remember math being a really boring dude in a sweater, like a, a teacher's sweater with a V-neck, just telling us really boring stuff in a boring way. And if he bolted out sacred geometry or music and went look at these beat divisions in 12 i would have been like i'm a math guy uh you know and so i guess realizing that math isn't boring and it's super cool and it's in nature that's the other thing is you know all these sacred geometry things show up in nature so it's bringing these two disparate worlds in my high school mind math and nature together and they're the same thing and then they connect to music and it's like, how, how are we not told any of this stuff? Yeah. Like, what did we learn in high school? What did we learn in elementary school? I saw this thing the other day where it says, it shows your in- intelligence level. And from, from zero to one, you, get, you gain like two points. From one to five, you gain like six points. Do you mean and like age-wise or? Age-wise. Okay. And then from five, where you join school, to 18, you gain three points of intelligence. Like, what are we doing for those 13 years except going, this sucks? Like, what? at least teach us how I'll to tell do you our what taxes. You're, what? You're, you're getting out of the way of your parents so they can go to work and stuff. That's true. Yeah. 
I think that's why they I think that's why they have it like get out of the house. We can't stay home and take care of you all the time. Go but, learn but something. Since they have us like as as captives, they might as well teach us something interesting or useful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, sacred geometry does sound inspiring. Um I am a math lover. I took like calculus in high school. And oh, cool. whenever like now that we I like that's my regret was not taking math in college. Yeah, if we ever have a check with a group of friends, I'm like, I'll divide it up. I'll figure it out. I'll do this. Like, I love it. Like, they're like, give it to Nadia. They get my little calculator out and just have a, have a math field day. What was it about it that originally inspired you? Well, I think I innately just understood it more. I think I like that you can always, there's always an answer. Right. There is a yes or a no, and right. you have to prove it. And I think that yeah brings a sense of peace when you find that actual answer. It's especially like in stuff like calculus or pre-calculus. It's pretty exciting. So now is, you've got does, it. Does it's a closed system? Is what that means, right? Like there's there's results. There's there's proven results that probably haven't changed for decades or more, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay, so in music production, it isn't that. It's wide open that you can, there's always the options for everything. There's no, there's, there's no even measuring right or wrong, except you can measure it as popular or not popular. So is that Taylor Swift song better than that song? Well, it's sold or it, it has 14 billion views and this song has seven views. So measurably, you could say, yeah, I guess that's a better song, but it's kind of you can't there's no right answers like that whereas audio engineering which is completely related to music production is kind of more like math where it's like you don't have to follow these rules you can do whatever you want to do but you should <laughs> like right. there's certain certain things that relate to physics and acoustics um and electronics that you should observe and follow the tried and true methods because it'll end up sounding better and yeah. people have done the research. So so I, I like both of those things. I found another correlation there between the music and meditation is talking it. about um, already how you mentioned, like there's not a good day and there's not a bad day of meditation. But, mm -hmm. you know, um, when you look at it, some days I find a lot of peace or quiet spaces. And some days it's an ongoing struggle just to stay there and breathe and try to quiet the mind and it just won't. And, you know, those days feel harder, but it's yeah. also more worth it to take that time for yourself. But if you look at it like that, the quiet days that you think are better are the, the huge hit days and the other right. days that are super busy might be a small day, but um, in the grand scheme of things, there's no, they're completely, different and uncomparable right yeah that that's what i mean by that i mean for sure you can go that was a pretty good meditation i just had obviously but i love the fact that whoever whoever said that that planted it in my mind was like it's not about that it's not really about you don't have to think of it that way you don't and i like that because every everything's like that so meditation can be not like that meditation just chooses to not play the game of being measured you can measure it if you want but that's not what it's about um yeah. yeah i love that yeah so sacred geometry started making you look up stuff with brought you to chakras yeah because the chakra pictures and designs 
go by color, but then they also have symbols within them that are sacred geometry in the art. Similar, I think it's a uh, Sanskrit usually that are that are related to the chakras, but definitely very connected. Um, then there's like seven chakras or twelve, depending on you know what you're what. Well, I mean, you can, there's probably a bunch of different systems of measurement of chakras, but I yeah. think the the general one is seven normal and then five outside the body. Yeah. That, by the way, relates to musical notes: seven white keys, five black keys. Uh, in a octave. Yeah. It's all connected. Da -da. It's very good. Um, and and they have there's a connection to light because of the colors. So you know, red for the root chakra, orange for the sacral chakra, and so on up to uh, up to violet um, for the crown chakra. And each color, well, first of all everything is vibrating so the nikola tesla quote if you want to understand the secrets of the universe think in terms of energy frequency and vibration everything's vibrating from the pen sitting on your desk to your cat to uh musical notes which are more obviously vibrating with your vocal cords and with the strings of a guitar the the skin of a drum um and so colors have that too. Colors are a higher frequency vibration. They're outside of the sound range and they're into the visible range. But each of those chakras are connected to a, a, a light vibration too. And so, yeah, again, it's, it's all connected. It all connects to music, sacred geometry, chakras. That's yeah. why I need to meditate because if you start thinking about this stuff too, for too long. <laughs> um. So when I first started like yoga and mindfulness and like chakras come into mind, I was like, okay, that's too much. Like, yeah, yeah, or like this is just a whole nother thing. And like then sound healing and rocks, it's like, okay, this is <laughs> this is just too much. Um, did Absolutely. you? I mean, now obviously I kind of enjoy all these parts, but did Me you too. kind of like when you were looking into um, the chakras and discovering all those things? Did you like? in quotations, like buy into it right away? Or is it something yeah. that you started like d d deep diving into? What was that? Yeah, I mean, it resonated with me, you know, but I didn't know why. Um, so so over, over a long period of time, I just sort of kept, you know, following it and getting into it until I started, you know, putting up uh, chakras on my walls and wearing mala beads you know and, and then next thing you know you wake up one day and you're a super hippie but i was always a super hippie i i just it's just admitting it but yeah it it's weird man when you start you know sound healing it's like get out of here right and now it's like i believe that probably after my course is running it's all along on its own after i've designed my signature course after my business is sort of taking more care of itself i can already tell that my destiny is sound healing that's insane yeah. like i can't even tell anybody that i went to high school with i'm a, I'm a sound healer right they just be like get out of my face right but what you kind of already are a sound healer like um when i try to explain this stuff to people and like the science or whatever of sound healing and sound bowls like you first tell them you listen to music and it changes your mind it like you can be in a horrible mood and play a happy song and it completely changes your mindset and how you feel in your body in the same way if i if i have a really hard time with 
like a lot of loud noises and fast beats because it will give me anxiety. So if I'm in a good space and that happens, um, I'm not going to be in as good of a space anymore. So mm. already when you think about actual music that way and different vibrations and beats, you do have an effect on people's moods and music is healing just with lyrics and beats like already. Absolutely. It helps people through really hard times. So absolutely yeah and i'm really thankful again that i just went right out of high school right into recording school and i learned this i learned because you have to learn waveform theory as one of the first things when you become an audio engineer so basically that's um without getting too technical that's the speed of the vibration and the the loudness of the vibration so it's easiest to think of when you when you see your speakers when you're listening to music and your speakers are moving back and forth they basically they basically start from a zero line and then they move forward let's say three doesn't matter what the unit is and then backwards three so positive three negative three zero that's basically one full vibrational cycle it looks like this like a sine wave so once you learn that, the speed of the vibration, the length of the vibration, how long it takes sound to travel distances, um, and just ways to measure these waveforms. And then once you record it into uh, software, into a digital audio workstation where you can make music, you can see it. It's, it's there. You can see the music. And then, of course, you know, this, the sine wave is a very simplified version of it. Um, somebody speaking or a full band playing or a full song playing is going to create this really complicated waveform, but it's really just a bunch of positive uh, 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 pressure in the atmosphere and then negative pressure in the atmosphere. So just like your speakers moving back and forth, your eardrums, a microphone, everything. It's all just the, the push and pull of the airwaves and the electrical impulses uh, in electric in the electrical wires in the case of a, a console like that um it's every everything's just plus minus zero plus minus zero repeating over and over again hmm. i forget what we started talking about but <laughs> oh yeah so i so learn learning all of that in recording school you know when i was 17 or 18 and now i realize that those same principles are behind sound healing and and have such a massive effect on people. And I think that sound is going to be one of the major, if not the major way that we treat everything in the future. That's everything. If everything's vibrating, then the cure to diseases is vibrations. And they've they've proven this, you know, you find the vibration for whatever's ailing you, and then you, you blast the body with that or something that, uh, um, Counter. destroys that or counters that exactly and, and and again you've got the positive and negative uh uh polarity happening right so you can do things with switching that polarity so instead of the speaker going forward and backward what if it goes backward and forward that's going to equal zero but if you send that negative polarity signal into something like a, a diseased cell that is carrying the positive version, then technically those colliding equals zero. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> there's wow. there's something about that that's that's definitely going to be in our future. And I'm just thankful that I was there learning it just because of music. But I, I see it as definitely having some health benefits in the future. And I, I get it. So I can I can probably help with that, which is kind of cool. Super cool. Yeah. 
and then going from health benefits back into meditation. <laughs> um, after you went through like the chakras, it kind of led you towards meditation. And then what was going on in your brain that you were you looking for some sort of reaction from meditation? Or you just were like, oh, this is cool in the realm of what I'm doing. I'm going to do this. I have always had an active, creative brain that I'm very thankful for, but I think it's probably difficult for certain people to deal with <laughs> or um, <laughs> it doesn't, uh, I would say it isn't always welcome in the world that we live in not even welcome is not the right word but i i would think that i i think i've realized that a lot of people don't have an active creative brain that's always creating like mine is and i'm really thankful that i do even though that makes me seem like a weirdo a lot i love it i don't care I, I would rather have this than than not. But I just my brain is so active and so crazy with ideas. Like, like I'll just I that's why I can't read books. I have to read audiobooks because I read it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, and then my brain takes over. And I'm not reading the book anymore. I'm just flipping pages and I'm writing the screenplay in my mind because I can't just listen to what the writer said, even even if it's better content than what I'm doing, my brain's just like, best of times, worst of times, got it. So next thing, we're floating down a river, and all of a sudden, a seagull comes out of nowhere and says, look, you don't understand. Um, yeah, and so I can't read, so I got to read audio, I got to listen to audiobooks. Which makes sense because you're an audio person. <laughs> True, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you probably receive um, better or easier that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm a visual learner. Uh, but but I definitely can learn with with audio too, although it, t it probably takes a couple listens to for it. Like I said before, three times to actually take take sh uh, to make me start making changes in my life based on something that I've listened to that I like that inspires me that I want to influence my life. Um, but yeah, so so I started meditating because I wanted to I wanted to calm down my mind. I wanted to you've probably met other people too. And I, I always tell them this when I meet people, I go, your hard drive spinning real fast up there, isn't it? I can see it. I can tell by your eyes. Um, and they go, yeah, yeah. And it, it's a cause of stress, right? It, it's creative and it's awesome. And I wouldn't give it up for the world, but it's also kind of this, you know, it's like enough already. I want to break. So I thought, okay, I'm going to get into meditation. Um, and maybe that'll help calm me down. And it, and it, it does, it definitely does. And it's one of those things where you just have to stick to it, you know, to start with the eight minutes a day, like I did, you know, once we went into Suraflow, we, we started going to uh, 15 minutes a day and 20 minutes a day. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot. 30 minutes a day, 60 minutes. And I was like, what, when is this, what is this? 90 minutes. Then it's like, spend the whole afternoon by yourself in nature. It's like, ah. This is killing me, um, but it was super fun. Um, but I can't, you know, I, most people can't afford to do 90 minutes of meditation every day, although it'd be great for you. But if you can commit 
it's all about committing and being consistent. If you can commit to doing eight minutes a day, that's a lot more doable for people. So that's yeah. what it's better to do even five minutes of meditation every day than it is to do, you know, 30 on Sunday. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Even two minutes is better every day than, than once or never. Yeah. You might like this um, term I created because I am um, very creative as well. So I um, call it HCP, highly creative, highly creative person. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Because there's HSP, highly sensitive people, and I am a highly creative person. And so, but also I find that meditation, it, it doesn't slow your creativity as much as it does help you kind of hone in and maybe focus a little bit more on certain things as opposed oh, to yeah. everything. So it can be really helpful in that as well. It actually boosts my creativity. Not that I need that. I do not need that, but it's everything I can do. Like when I start meditating, my mind will be like, you know what you should do? You should start a podcast. I'm, I'm like, that's a great idea. Give, give me a pen and paper. And then it's like, nah, nah. If, you, if it's, if the idea is worth remembering, I'll remember it later. So, but no, I, I got even more ideas at the first part. So, so that's the challenge is, you know, my mind's like, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? How about this is a good idea for a YouTube video? You know, it's a good business idea. Da, da, da. We should go to France. And then we <laughs> go to meditate. We, right? Because there's two of me in there. Um, um, but when you start to meditate, the goal is to just turn down the volume on that thing. It's still squawking at you. Coming up with great ideas, by the way. But it's just like, why don't you just shut up for a while? And I'm going to just think of nothing. I'm going to think of a wall I'm going to think of a pen for 20 minutes. I'm just going to th imagine a pen in my mind, not doing anything, just sitting on a table. Um, and that really helps to get you to focus on uh, awareness of just the simple things around you. You can hear, you know, sort of things happening in your, in your body or in the, the nature around you and uh, just focus on really boring stuff for as long as you can. And then it'll be like, and then, you know, you just sort of like, you just let it, like when it does this, you let it just float by. That's what people say. It's just, just acknowledge it because you can't, you can't push it out because then you'll be like, I'm going to push this out. You know what I should do? D design a plan for pushing out ideas. Don't just don't engage with it. Just let it float by. Um, I, I was into Pearl Jam in the early 90s and there's a lyric from a Pearl Jam song. Thoughts arrive like butterflies. And I just think of that and just and you let them float away or whatever it is. Um, that's a pretty decent Eddie Vedder impersonation, by the way. Comment <laughs> below um yeah so i just try to do that and then again get back to just focusing on nothing just thinking of nothing then you can do gratitude like gra uh, practicing gratitude is always a great thing for your life in general so sometimes on my meditations i'll just go off on gratitude and start thinking of all the the, the people and things that I'm grateful for send out love vibrations to to people that need it more than me um, and then there's the whole concept that we're all connected through the ether uh, through whatever Nikola Tesla was was gathering energy from 
you know, we call it air, but I don't know if it's air, it's ether. Um, and we're all connected through that somehow, you know, there's like the, uh, sorry, I'm going off on a another tangent. That's what I do. It's a good um, one. But there's a, there's that concept of the hundredth monkey. So somewhere, some somewhere someplace a monkey started washing its fruit in the river you know which is like pretty high level stuff for a monkey and uh you know the other monkeys see it and go like you know that guy's crazy and then another one the next day copies that monkey and starts washing its fruit and then everybody else goes those monkeys are not only crazy but they're dangerous and then, uh, you know, a couple weeks go by and now seven monkeys are washing their fruit and then 50 monkeys. And then once you get to the hundredth monkey, all the monkeys are washing their fruit and the monkeys on an island two, 200 uh, miles away, one of them starts washing the fruit. So it's like that's this thing of how we're all connected, how ideas and concepts are, we're connected through some invisible force and I've seen this even when I get when I get creative ideas that I think are so original, and then I'll realize that other people are doing the same similar type of idea, and they started doing it last week, like you know, like yeah. the same time I was thinking of that idea. And I think there's some type of creative bond that that holds us all together. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I have an idea. I hope it's not taken already. But you can't say it because... I can't. No, I can't say it. I get it. I'll tell you after. Okay. Um, <laughs> as long as you don't take it. <laughs> I, I won't take it. I've got too many of mine. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I, How, um, speaking of your different kind of meditations, um, you mentioned gratitude. You mentioned staring um, at a pretend pen on a table. You mentioned some yeah. getting boring. I really loved the butterfly. Um how has this changed the way you show up in your life or how you perceive things and why is it worth it for other people to try it if at all yeah great question um so let me just backtrack and say that when i before i joined before i uh joined surflow and and became a meditation coach i didn't know that there was more than one type of meditation i i was just for eight minutes a day when I started doing it, I was just doing what I later found out was called Zazen meditation, which is just thinking of nothing, you know, just looking at a wall and just trying to remove all thought from your mind, which is probably the most difficult one because you're not doing anything. Um, and later on, we studied that in the first in the first part there. There was like, here's the not here's a bunch. Here's nine different techniques for meditation. And I was like, a, this is amazing. I love that there's all these different ways you can do it. And B, I had no idea. And I was doing the most difficult one, which is great because then it, then it made the other ones easier. Um, so how has it affected my life? How do I incorporate it in my life? Um, I just incorporated, but how has it like shown up like in the way that you like live in the way that it's in your relationships or even in your music production? Like has it changed or... Um, made any difference in those ways yeah 
I, I try to remember to sort of do it all the time. Like that's another thing we learned is like standing meditation or driving meditation, obviously driving meditation, there needs to be still a certain amount of focus on the road. Right. Um, but you can still sort of do it while you're in traffic or while you're standing or while you're walking. And that concept is kind of cool because then you can kind of, like you said, just sort of incorporate it into your daily or, you know, everything you're doing can sort of be, become meditative if not meditation um and and definitely when i approach i haven't been making uh, music lately but i, I want to get back into it again and definitely when approaching making music there's a, a zen approach or or a just breathing approach or a or a zazen approach or a focus approach you can apply all those meditation types and techniques to how you create you know art or music or or produce music or anything and i, I really well, another thing i want to do maybe between my signature course and be, becoming dr foot sound healer is i want to to really uh and i've played with this a bit uh is is seeing is merging the worlds of music production and meditation because again they kind of go hand in hand so for example if you are producing an artist if you're working with an artist especially a singer and it's time to go into the vocal booth most singers just you know just freeze like a deer in headlights and they were perfectly fine they wanted to come and sing and now it's time to sing now the red lights on and the spotlights on and they're just like oh I got to get out of here or same thing with songwriting. It's like, okay, write a song. And it's like, oh. um, so getting people into a meditative state, I want to explore that where music production and meditation meet. So getting your singer to meditate before they go into the, the vocal booth or even just breathe, you know, like meditation just starts with breathing. Right. Yeah. Is there um, like, We've spoken about a lot of different kinds of meditation, but like currently, what is your go-to or what does your meditation practice look like now? Um, I don't know if we, I don't know if we talked about this in Suraflow. I think we did a bit, but like, okay, so we're really going down the rabbit hole here. So I really believe in the concept of we create this 3D world with our thoughts. We are co-creating this as cuckoo bananas as that sounds. Like I had to sit with this and go through this a number of times to At actually believe it. At least three, <laughs> very good. Um, but, you know, conceptualizing it and then actually believing it are difficult enough doing it is is yet another thing so so um there are a number of places where you can research this stuff the most popular one is the secret the much maligned book the secret or the secret um but don't listen to the haters just just take the information in for yourself and see what you think about it kind the original like creating your you create your own reality with your you thoughts right by making the right. what you want to happen what we might call the future in the present right or or in the near future or whatever okay. right i've never so, actually done it but that's my interpretation of what i've heard so yeah that's that's very very accurate so the detractors will say 
oh, you know, the, all, the, the classic one is, well, I thought about a Mercedes Benz for a week and nothing happened. It's like, yeah, that's not how it works. So it's basically, it's basically the concept that the universe, whatever that is, this, this, again, the ether, the power, the light, whatever you want to call it, whatever you believe in, is this thing that you're sort of, we're all sort of playing tennis with at all times, right? And it's sort of ideas go in, ideas come back. And the universe doesn't understand uh, the negative polarity, if we can go back to the sine wave. So if you say, universe, I do not want to see any more yellow Hondas in my life. <laughs> the universe goes, one yellow Honda coming up yellow honda yellow honda it doesn't know yes or no or don't or i I, i'm really against doesn't understand it so you have to remember that you're basically programming it like you would program a drum machine trying to tie everything together um you're programming the universe you're saying you're not saying that um or what i'm hearing that you're not saying is when you say something negative or positive it doesn't take that what it takes is the zero and the yellow Honda was zero and the interpretation of what you want with the Honda would be the plus three minus three of I want I don't want but the zero was just yellow Honda. Right. The, so just... it, it, it doesn't understand positive or negative values, it only understands the noun or the verb okay. and it gives and it sends it to you. So if if you say, you know. I don't want to break my leg. 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 It goes, this person really wants a broken leg. Boom. <laughs> you got it, pal. I love you. Right here. Here's your broken <laughs> leg that you've been asking for. Um, and so you've got to be careful of your thoughts. You've got to be careful. So words have power. Thoughts have power. Feelings have the most power. So you've got to be careful of what you say, think, and feel because the universe resonates with that it it connects with that and it thinks that you want it so it gives it to you that's the concept behind the secret and also the og secret which is this book called think and grow rich which was written in like the 1930s i believe so just after the depression but before the the second world war which is an interesting time because um you know most stuff most stuff that we read or take in is in the lens of post-World War II. This is pre-World War II. So, and it's really old and it's out of date, but it's about all these, these people that manifested their, mostly what it's talking about is like their fortunes, their money, um, uh, by manifesting, by thinking this way and, and believing it. You, the other thing is you have to believe this. So if you don't believe it and you test it out, it knows that you don't believe it so it doesn't really work right so you've got to have you've got to have faith the word that i used to laugh at but now i'm really i'm interested in and believe in um and you've got to just sort of design your own future and sort of say it and believe it write it down really really helps like uh jim carrey when he was starting out in his acting career wrote out a check to himself for 10 million dollars and kept it in his pocket or something and uh, it said for services rendered and uh 
you know, there's been a bunch of examples of that type of stuff of people just writing stuff down or focusing on what they want and, and, and manifesting it. And then a uh, really cute story. He put that in his, his, his dad's uh, pocket in it at his dad's funeral, um, which is kind of cool, like full circle, because of course, Jim Carrey became massively successful. So the detractors say, I thought of a Mercedes Benz for three weeks and it didn't happen. That's not how this works. So you have to, once you write down or, or, think of what you want, you've got to put yourself in a position to, to get it, right? So Jim Carrey not only wrote himself a check to set for $10 million saying for services rendered, he also went to Hollywood and became an actor and did all those things that he had to do to become successful. He didn't just lie on his couch eating bonbons going, Casca say, where's the, where's the money, right? Um, so there's that. Um, and I know all this stuff sounds crazy, but, um, it, just do your own research and you, you'll 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 see people talk about the secret thinking grow rich and just you know oh there's a video there's a viral video going around of the guy going i'm manifesting or whatever and people are just laughing at it and writing it off so whenever people laugh and write off something that's when you know it's true <laughs> i usually find um so um yeah i can yeah. you um, put that into terms of what your meditation looks like. That's what you're meditating on or. So, you... so, so lately I've been, yeah, sorry, tangent boy. So <laughs> lately uh, I've been meditating about manifestation. So, um, you know, what I've just been talking about is sort of personal manifestation or, you know, manifesting great things in your life. When I meditate, I'm, I'm more focused on, uh, the world and like the connectedness of the world. So I try to imagine just an amazing version of earth that's in the near future where there's no war because war is stupid and we're beyond that. It's an old concept and, and everybody's just um, uh, aware and connected and, and, you know, it's not perfect, but people are more loving, more giving. I think a real key thing is people do what they want for a vocation. I think if we start doing that, that's going to just naturally start uh, multiplying and resonating out into the positive energy and positive energy begets more positive energy. And if people are happy at their job and doing something they want to do and feel like they're they're doing something that matters and it's important to them, then they're going to help other people to do that. And it's just going to spread and spread and spread. So I manifest this green, golden, uh, success, not successful, um, abundant world where, where um, no war medicine is based on sound healing and light healing most people are doing what they want to do. Of course, there's still a little bit of strife and struggle. Everybody's medical health and, um, you know, surroundings like basic needs are all met and uh, money is, is still exists, but it's just sort of a, it's something you do for a hobby or something like I know this sounds super idyllic and hippie, but I'm a, I'm a hippie idealist. Um, yeah, and so I focus on that and I meditate on that and I think of that. And again, words have power, thoughts have more power, and feelings have the most power. So once I get the thought and I can visualize it, I'll say it, like I'll say mantras, but I'll visualize it. But then I'll feel what it's like 
for everybody in the world on the planet and, and then not even the world then i start thinking of the universe what if we could bring this out to the universe the multiverse whatever's out there um and i think of just like the best feeling i can feel and the best feeling i can feel is a cross between like you know when you sit back too far in your chair and you almost fall it's like a cross between that and laughter like that feeling of oh my god that i try to feel that and focus on the earth just green with with abundance and everybody just laughing and going this is amazing like i can't wait to go to work today i can't wait to go to my four hour day at work today i just try and think of that i try to manifest it in the same way that uh that you would try to manifest something positive in your own life yeah that's that's been my go-to for probably the last the last year most of my meditations are that i should i should do it more though but it does sound like a lot of thinking um when you yeah. talked about um quieting so yeah. is it more of just like you're at the point now with it that you see this green ball of happiness and earth and you feel what you just mentioned laughter and awe or yeah, about that's, to that's, let loose. That's a great point. Um, because you don't wanna you don't wanna fill it up with too much of this, right? Because then it's not meditation. So there is a bit of that in the beginning while I'm sort of thinking of the scenario. And then I try to really push it into that that feeling, just get that awe feeling and just just repeat that, just cycle that in my brain and just focus it into that manifestation but you're yeah. absolutely right it's it's not it's not like zazen meditation or or focus meditation where you're just sort of you're zooming in you got to create a little world first you got you got to visualize that planet first and that takes a bit of this but yeah that's that's a very uh very salient point good work um, thank you <laughs> Yeah. So um, if you were to give advice to anybody that's starting meditation, it sounds like what served you in the beginning was sit for eight minutes. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter what's good or bad. Um, if you had a good or bad meditation, just it doesn't freaking matter. Absolutely. It. If you can't do eight minutes, start with two minutes. It doesn't really matter. Two minutes is better than no minutes. But eight minutes, you know, it's it's hard to say no to eight minutes. Everybody's got eight minutes. So then what I would do is just focus on breathing. So just imagine, just visualize the breath going in through the nostrils and out through your mouth. You could do any combination of mouth and nostrils. You can go mouth, mouth, nostrils, nostrils, mouth, nostrils, or <laughs> nostrils, mouth, however you want to do it. But you're supposed to breathe through your nostrils, I found out in the last year. You're not supposed to breathe through your mouth. That's where that term mouth, you're, look at all these mouth breathers. That's where that term came from. And why did, we had 13 years of school. You think they could have spent one day going, yeah, you should breathe through your nose. Yeah. I'd love you to give, um, just a reminder about your course <laughs> that will be in the show notes. 
that people can go check it out and everyone can learn um, music production and love it, right? So love just it. remind us where to get it um, verbally for those verbal learners. And then I'd like to hear what kind of meditation you would like to lead us in in our next little episode. I love it. Um, so you can just go to musicproduction.ninja and in the top of that, uh, of the website, there's a little box that says free courses and resources or something like that. And you can take a free Ableton Live course there. You just give me your email and then you're signed up for it. You have access to the course and the actual music production ninja program, which is going to be my big signature course. I'm hoping to get the first, it's in three parts. Everything's in three parts. It's another thing we didn't talk about, but that's a, everything should be in threes. Um, so the first part of that is going to be available in October. I'm going to try to have more of it available, but at least the first part will be available in October. And it's going to be basically about 35 hours of work for the student to learn what I learned in 35 years if, if you want to be a complete you know if you want to learn the whole enchilada about music production you can you might be interested in that or if you just want to learn how to make a song quickly on ableton live which is uh music production software using their free trial and my free course in 90 minutes then you can get that in the top little section where it says free courses music production dot ninja would be my call to action um and about the um and the type of meditation that I'd like to lead you on, let's do the manifestation one, because that's the one I, I talked about mostly. And it's maybe a complicated, it may be kind of a complicated one for, for people. So, yeah. And perhaps if we're all doing it at the same time, there's more chance. Global meditations. <laughs> yeah. So, Okay, so there's an, okay, another quick tangent. So if you've ever seen the, uh, what's that thing called? Where it measures the, the Schumann resonance of the earth. So the earth is, is vibrating at 7.3 roughly hertz, which means 7.3 of these cycles per second, which is a very low vibration. It's below our level of hearing. We can only hear from 20 cycles per second and above so this is 7.3 cycles so the earth vibrates at approximately that frequency so the earth is making a sound yes or more accurately a vibration because it's it's alt it's subsonic so it is a sound but we can't hear it right. um so to put it into perspective the lowest thing we can hear is 20 hertz the root frequency of a tiger's roar is 19 hertz, and the earth is vibrating at 7.3 hertz. So very low, very slow in relation to the, the frequencies we deal with, with sound or light or whatever. Um, yeah, so the Schumann resonance measures how, I'm not sure exactly what the, the, the parameters are, but it measures the global human reaction or response to, in relation to the Earth's vibration. And so you can see when people do global meditations, the Schumann resonance will just 
shoot up. Like there's a bunch of people that are connected for that 20 minutes or hour or whatever. And then it goes back down to normal or whatever. So if you just type in Schumann Resonance or or type in Schumann Resonance today, you can see, I think there's even a Twitter account that has Schumann Resonance today. You can see how the, the global vibe is basically. That's where vibration comes from, it's vibe. Um, anyway, tangent boy, off on a tangent. Good so vibes. Thanks. thanks. Do you do this? Okay. Hope to see you guys uh, in just a moment in the guided meditation portion of the podcast. Peace. Thanks for being here, Fudge. It's awesome and enter- entertaining and interesting. No problem. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you stick around for the meditation on the next episode. If you're interested in wellness coaching through a meditative lens or starting your own meditation practice with accountability, check out TheMeditationWard.com. Give us a follow on Instagram at TheMeditationWard and please like, review us, and share with your friends. See you soon.